Blog Talk Radio. What up, what up? It's Claude Kelly. Yo, I'm Chuck Harmony. And we are Lewis York. I need y'all to make sure y'all check out my boy David Dwayne's return back to the airways with On Air with David Dwayne. When is it? It's when. Who you a little for this? Oh, Lord. Jesse made another one. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first nigga play, I'm a body in it. Uh, I just check my balance, I'll probably pull up to your hood and come buy me a nigga. No cap. You know that your hoe told you that nigga crazy. Don't think that she lied to your nigga. Bitch. Get caught with your hoe when I'm popping them both. Now they hot just like Bobby and Whitney. Uh, say I'm the GOAT. Act like I don't know. But fuck it, I'm obviously winning. Don't make me go hit the bank. Take out a hundred to show you our pockets is different. Uh, I'm out with your bitch and I only want knowledge. She got a little mileage, I'm chilling. Uh, you disrespect me and I beat your ass up all in front of your partners and children. I'm the type that let niggas think that I'm broke until I pop out with a million. And take 20K and put that on your head and make one of your partners come kill you. Yeah. Stay fucking with me, then he gotta grow up. Cause this nigga gotta be kidding. This shit can't fit in my pocket, I got it. Like I hit the lottery, nigga. I be slap the shit out of nigga. No talking, I don't like to argue with nigga. I don't. Ain't gonna be no more laughing, you see me whip out. Cause I'm gonna be the shot me a nigga. No cap. I don't follow no bitches on IG, but all of your bitches, they following nigga. And that little nigga ain't gonna shoot shit with that gun. He just pull it out in his picture. Bitch. Huh. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh? I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh? I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about shit, I'ma pop it. Got like 32,000 in one of my pockets, the other one, that's where the Glock is. Glock. You little nigga wanna be in that gangster, man. Tell all these little niggas, stop it. Be the Birmingham nigga in front of the store with your mammy and grandma shopping. Bitch. I shot on a whole nother wave on these niggas. Let's see one of these little niggas top that. I'll turn a nigga into a convertible. Push me a little nigga top back. Her boyfriend be hating and calling a groupie just cause she like all my music. She just send me a text to delete the message. She trying to find out it's confusing. I don't know what these niggas thinking about. Use the brain on your head for you losing. I pull up at the school and I teach her some shit. Tell your bro, I'm a motherfucking tutor. Remember, I used to cheat off a pretty bitch test. All the teachers, they thought I was stupid. Uh-huh. Was expecting a box to pull up on the truck, man. This nigga pulled up on the scooter. Fuck. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. She like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh? I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh-huh. She like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what up? We're at day 26, and you're tuned in to D. Right here, right now. It's going down. I'll let you boys. We out. Hey. Trips that you plan for the next whole week Bands too long for a nigga so cheap And your flex so deep, your sex so deep You got it, girl, you got it hey. You got it, girl, you got it yeah. Pretty little thing, you got a bag and now you violent You just took it off the line, no mileage Way they hitting you, the DM looking violent Talking while you come around and now they silent Through the Cooper 17, no guidance but you know what the prize is Ain't never got you know it being modest Poppin' shit but only cause you know you poppin' Yeah You got it girl, you got it
All a bad bitch need is a I got pants in the coupe Bustin' out the roof I got pants in the coupe Touch me, I'll shoot Bow, shake a little ass You get a little bag and take it to the store Get a little cash You shake it real fast, you get a little more I got pants in the coupe Bustin' out the roof I got pants in the coupe Bustin' out the roof I got a fly, I need a jet I need room for my legs I got a baby I need some money, yeah. I need cheese for my egg. All y'all bitches in trouble. Green brass knuckles is couple. I heard that Cardi went pop, yeah. I did go pop, pop. That's me busting that bubble. I'm the signing with the drip. Baby mommy with the clip. Walk out bodies with a bitch. Bring her thotty to the whip. If she find her, she take. God damn, fucking pass the mirror. Ooh, damn, I'm fine. Let a bitch try me. Boom, hammer time. Uh. I was born to flex. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets, I like more than sex But nothing in this world that I like more than checks Money. All I really wanna see is up Money. I don't really need to be any dust All a bad bitch need is up I got pants in the coupe Bustin' out the roof I got pants in the coupe Touch me, I'll shoot Bow, shake a little ass You get a little bag and take it to the store Get a little cash You shake it real fast, you get a little more I got pants in the coupe Bustin' out the roof I got pants in the coupe. Touch me, I'll shoot. Bitch, oh, papa, you pop. Bitch, oh, papa, whoever. You know who pops the most shit. The people who shit not together. You know that cardio freak. All my pajamas is leather. Bitch, oh, back on your ass. Wakanda forever. Sweet like a honey bun, straight like a tummy gun. Roll yeah, one one. Come get your mommy some cardio. Get the tip top, bitch. Kiss the ring and kick rock, sis. Uh, jump it down, back it up. Ooh, ayy. Make that nigga put them too. Diamonds on my neck, I like boarding jets, I like more than sex, but nothing in this world that I like more than culture. All I really wanna see is the money. I don't really need to be any dough. All a bad bitch need is a KKC. You know what? That is very true. All a bad bitch needed some money, and a bad nigga needed some money. What? Why is y'all playing with my guy? Dang money! <laughs> that was a perfect little segue. Anyway, guys, what's good? What's good? Welcome back to On Air with the One Only Rockstar on the Mighty Jay Dwayne in the place to be. Yes, 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 yes. We are back. We are back. And this week, we've got Adrian Marcel. Heather, Victoria, and Damar Jackson. Listen, if you guys do not know who they are, you are going to find out tonight. They all got brand new projects that are either out or coming out, brand new singles that you guys have to be aware of, or movies, television, tours, all kind of fun stuff. So make sure that you keep it locked right here. Don't go absolutely, absolutely anyway. This is going to be a long show, so it's going to be less talking, talking to me, and less, yeah, less talking, talking, and more interviewing. So, yeah, so just kind of tap in. We want to keep the jams going and stuff like that. Um, we want to get into uh, City Girls Act Up. And hopefully y'all ain't acting up this week, but we finna act up because it's almost the weekend. Turn up is real, even though y'all, Hot Girl Summer is out. And it's like, what is it? New, I, I don't know. Fall, fall semester? I don't know what y'all are going on there. But whatever it is, it's dope. It's lit. Yeah, it feels good to be back. So keep it locked. Let's get the jams going. And um, I'll be back. <laughs> 
real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Big Birkin bag, whole five, six figures. Stripes on my ass, but we call it pussy tigger. Fucking on a scamming ass, rich ass nigga. Same group of bitches, ain't no ass to the picture. Drop a couple rights, watch his ass get bigger. Drinking on licking, I'm licking at your nigger. If it's funny, why eat? can eat it like a sister. I ain't got time for you fake ass hoes. Talking all loud in them fake ass clothes. Fake ass shoes, but they fake ass cold. I'm the realest bitch ever see snake ass hoes. Act up, you can get smashed up. Act up, you can get smashed up. Act up, you can get smashed up. Dirty ass ass, baby girl, you need to back up. It's your Miami and I can't run my sack up. Tired ass toes on my page trying to track us. Brand new chain, city girls going platinum. I keep a baby block, I ain't fighting with no random, period. You bitches weak, is you serious? I let him taste the pussy, now he acting all delirious. Did a dash, he didn't rub us, I can face the furious. You see my number in his phone, now you acting curious. Go buy me Gucci if I ask for it. Yeah, yeah crazy nigga, rock his palm for it. I bet your little sister wanna look like me. I bet your little brother wanna fuck on me. Hood bitch, good pussy, I ain't average. Um, he can't come around without that cabbage. Um, pop a pussy bitch quick like a bubble gum. I ain't never worry, I just do it for fun. Act up, you can get smashed up. Act up, you can get smashed up. Act up, you can get smashed up. Dirty ass, ass, baby girl, you need to back up. JT on the track, and you know I'm by my paper. Pussy sweet, pussy tight, so he caught a lifesaver. If your ass a broke nigga, hell nah, I can't bitch it. If your ass a rich nigga, I'ma fuck you till you ain't one. If that nigga scammer, I'm turning to a dancer. Yeah. I make it clap like he got the right answer. Sit on it with man and sit it harder than a hammer. He want a freak, pussy pink, breast cancer. Oh, you like big, but why I like big bucks. I don't care about your chain, nigga, or your big truck. Getting it, but if you spinning it, give a fuck what a nigga got if he ain't giving it. Yo, what's up? This is Dreezy, and you checking out David Plank.
Oh, you can't touch this. Hey, bitch, I do rich shit, huh? My money thick, thick. Hey, walk with a limp, limp, huh? I'm on some pimp shit. Hey, he say you all about money. Yeah, I'm on that cash shit, huh? I'm in my bag, bitch, huh? I'm on your ass, bitch, huh? I'm in that new, new shit. You on that last year, huh? Bitch, I do pimp shit, huh? Oh, you on simp shit. Hey, he say you all about money. Yeah, I'm on that cash shit. Ah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Routine, man. You're now checking out my boy, David Dwayne. Is there? That was on. This ain't talking about heat. Uh, uh, put it on. Screw. Spread up. Screw. Spread up. Screw. Straight up, straight to a penthouse, Miami Beach. Yeah, yo. Niggas talk crazy on tweets. Hmm. They don't want it cause I come to defeat. They don't want it. I peek, these niggas all sweet. Weak. Bamboo sticks all in the Jeep. Brr, brr. It's a new weirdo every week. Weirdo. Get the word, put it up for my seed. Put it up. No cure for the IG disease. No cure. Do anything for club. Anything. They do anything for club. Anything. Do anything for club. Anything. They do anything for club. Do anything for club. They do anything for clout, do anything for clout huh. Bitch, watch your mouth, watch. bitch, stay in your place Play. Bitch, get out the way, Move. my bitch on your ass, Kim K yeah. No disrespect, the nah. nigga be trippin', but we love, yeah Swappin' our cars with my bitch, I bought her the limo, she bought me the race Swap it. Practice, 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 make perfect, nigga, it's never too late Never, never, never I see the, out of the snake, I see the soul out of the snake then I see the bills up out of the bank. Rack, the blog and the media fake. Shout it, DM me, I'm straight. I'm not gonna bite on the bait. Nah. Sipping no toxic waste. Look. On the low with your bitch in this great. On the low. Mask on the face. Jason. Brunch that said we in shape. Chase. If I go broke, she gon' leave, escape. She gone. I put two mil in the safe. Just in case. Don't go my way. No cap. My kids gotta have money. Not just me. Back. It's selfish. Oh, I take the crown off the king like Mike did Elvis. Oh, the world is wild. He dying. No lie, that don't help him. Oh, your bitch wanna eat up the drip and you cannot help him. Straight, straight to a penthouse, Miami Beach. Yeah, yo. Niggas talk crazy on tweets. They don't want it cause I come to defeat. They don't want it. I peek. These niggas all sweet. Bamboo sticks all in the Jeep. It's a new weirdo every week. Weirdo. Get the word, put it up for my seed. Put it up. No cure for the IG disease. No cure. Do anything for club. Anything. They do anything for club. Anything. Do anything for club. Anything. They do anything for club. Do anything for club. They do anything for clout. Anything. Do anything Look. for clout. Whole lot of people need to hear this. It's a lot of names on my hit list. Mouth to say what he wants to. Push it through wet like a big bitch. I should run a whole blog at this rate. They using my name for clickbait. Bitches even want to start fake beef. They sell a little weave in a mistake. They know I'm the bomb. They're ticking me off. Say anything to get a response. I know that mean they traffic is slow. Somebody just got a price to launch. So for being tamed, I'd rather be well. Bitches is brandy. They want to be down. Soon as these bitches got something to sell, they send my name, send my name. Destiny, child. Everybody want to be lit. Everybody want to be rich. Everybody want to be this. If fuck you, I'll hate me, bitch. Free my problems and suck my dick. that's talking. I'm calling it out. Public opinions from private accounts. You're not a check, then you gotta bounce. I got the drift, come get it now. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. Bitches is mad, bitches is trash. I got the grouch. See me win, they gotta hurt. Ouch. Say when they see me, what they gonna do? Bitch, not from the couch. Back. Do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. They do anything for 
What's your boy Demar Jackson, man? Check me out with my boy David Dwayne. You know what it is. We live. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back to On Air with the one and only Rock. Running back David Dwayne in the place to be right here, right now. We've got our boy Demar Jackson on. Now, if you guys don't know who Demar, oh my goodness, like you guys should know his amazing project. You too, amazing R&B artist, and uh, he's joined with us today. What's going on, man? What's good with it, man? Blessed to be here, man. Appreciate you having. Me. Listen, we're glad to have you, and I gotta say congratulations on this year because this has been a phenomenal year. I mean, that you've been touring, doing a lot of different interviews for really promoting this project. So I've got to say, it's really amazing to have you on because you're killing it on R&B right now. I appreciate it, man. It's a grind, honestly, man. I'm just trying to make sure everybody knows it's not deep. It's hard. Exactly. So no, I, I know a lot of people probably ask all the time, but I, I personally know that you're originally from Louisiana. So I've got to ask you, you know, coming yeah. from Louisiana and now being in Atlanta and, um, you know, working on your music and your artistry, like how has that experience been? Because it's, it's different coming from, you know, being from Louisiana and then going to Atlanta. I mean, it's still the South, but it's always different between the two cities. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was actually kind of inspiring to be around the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Because Atlanta really has a music industry here. So that's the biggest thing, man, that I, I never took for granted. And I still don't take for granted is that access, man. So that's why I appreciate Atlanta. But like I said, the recording process was just inspiring. Not too much different because, like I said, I still did most of everything on my own. So I linked with Big Fruit. And then when me and him linked up, man, it was just amazing because he actually from Mississippi, so he gave it, you know what I'm saying? So right. it all worked out, man, just keep, keep making the sound, you know what I mean? So. Oh, I feel that. And now just kind of um, growing up in uh, Louisiana, I know dealing with, like, Hurricane Katrina and all those different things, like, how did you stay, you know, encouraged as an artist on those times and, you know, just stay in humble to just, you know, create, creative music to keep continue to make music, better yet? Yeah, I was really, what's crazy, I was in college at the time when uh, Katrina and Rita, Rita really affected my city where I'm from and Dorita around Lake Charles. So, you know, my family going through that and really the whole state of Louisiana, man, because it affected the whole state. Honestly, bro, it was just devastating. And really with the situation, bro, it just made us stronger, bro, because anything that happened in Louisiana, we always stick together, bro. Like, you can go any place in the world, if you get somebody from Louisiana in that city, in that state, it's almost mm-hmm. like y'all instantly, like, brother, family, urban. So I, I just love it. It just shows how courageous and how we stick together, man, at home. So that's really what I got out of it was the and I think that's an amazing thing because a lot of people don't really understand, you know, like how much, how tragic, you know, that situation was, but how much it can inspire you to just, you know, stay humble, stay within the game, not to lose yourself. And it's really good that you did because, I mean, you, you've been killing it as an independent artist and working with Empire, having your own label, which is incredible. So let's talk about um, Label Gold and stuff like that and just, you know, being a, um, a label owner because that's a very important thing as an independent artist that you have going on. Yeah. Yeah, and what's crazy about it, I'm actually um, Label Gold, Empire, TIG. I'm actually, and, and when I say this, I'm saying it because I love them. It's my family. It's people that I work with. I still work with, honestly. So we're actually rebranding. I'm, I'm no longer representing those brands at the moment as far as labels, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a new situation. I'm excited to announce that, that I am in a new situation, right? So we're going to the next level soon. So shout out to all those entities and, you know, companies that I did work with, man. They really showed me a lot of and believed in me early on in my career, even now, here and still. So that's what we're doing right now, man. We really just solely hometown hero, Demar Jackson. We just grinding. So it's amazing. Exactly. So now, with that being said, is there any chance 
that you're going to a major label, or are you still staying staying independent? No, I'm definitely going to a major. That's what's that's, mm. that's the plan is going to a major. Yeah, man, we we be in the talks and the works with certain situations, man. But like I said, I, I like to just wait till things are already firm. I speak on it, you know what I'm saying. You know how life goes, especially in the music. For sure. You never know, man. So I might realize one day, she, I might not want to take that bag and keep, you know what I'm saying, invest in my own stuff some more. You heard me? So I'm not sure, but right at the moment, I'm ready to go to the next level with the major. So we just. Like I said, stand focused, mode YouTube, you know, it's the best album, R&B album this year that I have been told, and that's really how I feel, man, just continue to listen to it, man, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna still give y'all some more music too, but I appreciate everybody who listened to the album already. Exactly, and I gotta say, this project really is personal, it's classic R&B, it's not what, you know, everybody's doing as far as, you know, mixing that trap and everything else, like, you're staying really true to R&B. Especially with Morning After yeah. Sex and Black Magic. First of all, my nigga, Black Magic is fire. Fire as fuck. Let's talk about that record because it's been getting such a great response outside of just overall the whole project. You know, just how did you come up with the concept for the record? I really um when I was when I came out when I when I came up with the song, man, I actually started off with the hook first. And I was like, tell me why you act like that. And I automatically knew that I was gonna make this song about women because I was like, dang, because women so courageous. Mm-hmm. Like we got that little attitude that's that's you know what I'm saying, just just royalty, prolific individuals, and everybody want to be like them. You know what I'm saying? Like every a lot of different races. You know what I'm saying? They get their lips like that, they bodies. You know what I'm saying? That's why. I, I really want this song to, like, encourage black women, man. They ain't got to change nothing about their show. You know what I'm saying? It's really not even not about how fine they are, man. It's really about, like I said, how courageous, man. The stuff that they go through as women, man, is real, bro. Like, I got a mom, a black mother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even her going to the hospital and see her being treated. You know what I'm saying? How they mistreat at the hospital because she, she a black woman, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something that I just want to empower everybody, bro. And it make you want to move. That's, that's another reason why I like the song. You heard me? So I love it. It make you want to move. Shout out to my brother, Big Proof, for producing that song, man. And I hope it Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely hope it does continue to grab the attention from people because you're really touching on, you know, a very important matter. And I I like the fact that you just said, like, black women, it's like that. They don't have to change, you know, who they are. They don't have to, you know, get Botox and, you know, like, you know, like, ass out and other crazy stuff. And why do you think it is? I mean, we we both know and everybody else knows why. But why do you think personally that women... Um, black women say not encourage, you know, say uh, to do these things. Like why they feel like it's so important. And let's let's look like this person. Let's look like this person. Let's be Rihanna. Let's be Beyonce. How do you think that is? If you really think about it, bro, anything you don't like about your body, you can really change it. And I mean by that, it's talking about just the natural way, like working out, you know what I'm saying, eating correctly. Other than that, though, you got to realize that however you were made, have a guy made you, bro, there's really somebody out there who's going to love you exactly the way you is. So when you actually do alter something, you really kind of losing because the person who was designed to love you the exact way you was, man, they're going to miss out on you because you didn't change things about you, you know what I'm saying, in that perspective. And, and, and also, the same time and it's a risk you heard me like a lot of people don't know you know the surgery then when you go under the knife and doing different things like that bro, what it does to your family if you don't come back you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. who else is affected by the situation and then the last thing about it man i'm friends with people who, you know what i'm saying who done got certain work done to their bodies bro and you get older you don't get younger yeah. you know and that shit do take a toll on your body bro shit that you don't know how your body gonna react 20 years from now 50 
15 years from now. It might look good on year six, but year eight, nigga, you might be fucked up in some type of way. You heard me? So you got to be mindful about, you know what I'm saying, who you are. And that's really what it is. And that's real. And you actually uh, were on tour with K. Michelle, who went through, you know, that situation, you know, going through that and having to have the the silicone and everything taken out from her surgery, from the shot. And that was, you know, while she was going through that, y'all were on tour like that. So, I mean, you want one of many people understand, like, how that can be, like, difficult, especially with being on tour. So, like, then people don't think that it did it affect you, but, you know, like, she was going through so much, and thank God, yeah, you know, she was able to, you know, recover, and, you know, luckily, she's still here, because that's that's a that's a painful thing to go through, and, you know, not anything that anybody wishes that this is what is going to be a consequence of I doing. So, let's also yeah, talk... really life, honestly, like I said, bro. So, let's talk about your relationship, because you're really open as far as, like, your relationship with you and your girlfriend. You, you're, like, utilizing YouTube. You guys are all on social media. Like, you're really about highlighting your relationship. Was that hard at first to kind of just be open about it versus, you know, saying, you know, let me be private with what, I, what I've got going on? Or were you just cool with just being open about that? I well, I was cool with being open at, you know what I'm saying, because I just couldn't really hide the situation and nothing like that. It just, I, I'm a person about having peace when I go to sleep, man. So just being myself and being 100 is just the best way to live in my life, you know what I'm saying, for me. You know what I'm saying? Because certain things rub me the wrong way. Then I know I can't get no sleep, you know what I'm saying? So I, the best way is to expose yourself, expose whatever's going on. So like I said, me and her don't have no issues, but it's a real situation that we really know and feel like this is what we're supposed to be doing. So with that being said, we confident in that, man. Let's just go ahead and display that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's been inspiring other people to do the right thing. When I say the right thing, I'm talking about the lifestyle I was living before. I had a girl it was totally different. And you can see it in my music too, you heard me? So at the same time, it's it's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? I got people texting my phone and DMing me about how they gonna get right with their girl and they like the way I show my girl love and how they girls seen our videos and I'm finna take my girl out and make sure we have a good night, woo the woo. So I'm like, damn. I'm doing the right thing because I was getting ass and titties coming to my DM. Now I'm getting inspirational shit. You heard me? Right. So I'm I'm excited about it. And I think that's a, a, an amazing thing. It's such a major shift from going from, you know, getting that in DMs. And I'm sure you probably get that, too. But I'm more than sure right now it's more more so you're getting people that are respecting that. And they're like, you know, well, let me not even try to try it and do that because I see that he's happy in his relationship because you are inspiring people. Y'all as a couple are inspiring people. And I think that um, not even just black people, but mostly our culture, I would say, but people as whole need to see that you can still love and not be afraid to show that. Like, it's okay to show yeah. happiness and to be happy. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the whole thing, man, is that you got to display the real, man, because even the down parts of it sometimes, I'm already going to put that on some of the vlogs, like, because it really ain't the down parts. It's just really, like, growing. You know what I'm saying? And you got to know what those moments are so you won't, like, you know what I'm saying, lose sight of what y'all really supposed to be doing, man. You'll get you'll get to a little smaller argument, which really ain't no argument, but like it'll be just growing pains, man. You can't mm-hmm. let this shit affect what y'all supposed to be doing. So I'm excited, like to just be able to display my real self because it's gonna help somebody out there. Yeah, and that's what you know, being an artist is about, and you know, coming out and being a creative, you know, just inspire people. And your music definitely does that. Um, so I hope that people are. On constantly stay tapped in because I know you're working on this new project as well. You're working on an up and coming project and have a new single coming up. How soon is um the new project coming? The new project should be out in, in the next couple months. I ain't gonna lie. We um I'm pretty much. 
pretty much almost not done with it. Soon I'll be done with it. But pretty much I'm going to drop a record from that project. I want to say this uh, in August maybe, man. That's what I'm super for. Oh, dope. Oh, that's amazing. And I think people are going to be able to really tap in with this new project because I constantly see on social like that you're in the studio flying here and there. Like you're really about this business. Was it was it discouraging ever for you to kind of like stay focused or did you always know? Yeah, it's always been uh, a task to create, you know, comfortably excuse that playing on. Um, like I said, it's always been a task to try to create comfortably, bro, because I think the best music comes when you're struggling, bro. So sometimes I'll be, like, making sure I can still make my best music. And, you know, it'll come from a place of, of hunger. You know what I'm saying? But, like I said, starting off with my recording process, bro, like, just being out here in, in my situation, I'm so hungry regardless. I still try to just create for, for the world. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Like job said, create for the world, man. So I, I always just stay focused on that when I'm making music, bro, so I won't be... You know what I'm saying? Doing what's not me. Exactly. And let's talk about yeah. another thing that you do, which is amazing with your music. You produce and write your music. There's only a few tracks that you didn't produce on the project, just our current project. And if everybody doesn't know, it's YouTube. You guys can just check it out on our digital platform. But um, how long have you been producing? Like, is there something reason for you to always produce your music or you feel like it's so much better for you to stay hands-on with your projects in that capacity. I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? That plane was so loud. That plane was. <laughs> Man, what? It's all good. So what I was saying was, now I realized that you, um, if I stopped saying um, that would be amazing. So I realized that you produce a lot of the music on your project on um, YouTube, which everybody needs to be downloading and supporting right now. They already don't have. Has it always been important for you to write and produce all of your music, or is this just something that you felt like it was this, something that you just felt like it was needed to do? Uh, I did it because that's what made sense in my situation, bro. Really, because I just be making music and putting together my project and my album, and then when I figured out that all these songs was the ones I did, that's just what it was. Me and Fruit, you know what I'm saying? So it really wasn't like I'm about to make sure I produce every record on there. It was literally like. Shit, this would make sense when I'm picking these songs out right. together to make it cohesive for my project. And a lot of these songs, and honestly, it's like I said, some of the records I targeted, like I made Stretch just for the album. <coughs> nah, I feel that. Excuse and me. I and I feel, feel like it's and I feel like it's definitely important, you know, to be really hands on with your um, artistry if it's writing if it's producing because ultimately at the end of the day, you know what sound. You know what messages you want to portray, you want to put out there for your listeners to hear. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Because you know it's all about making R&B great again. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. That's exactly what we're doing every day, bro. So I'm trying to tell the world, bro, we make R&B great again every day. And those have sold out so quickly online. Might yeah. I even throw that in there? And I think it. I think that it was very clever. Instead of the other make, you know, that other make thing great. But, you know, we got to make R&B great. Were you expecting the response to, you know, really just kind of catch on to the branding of this hat? No, I really wasn't. I just prayed that people would catch on um, due to the fact that, bro, it's a culture thing, bro. Like, 
It's a lot of artists that, that's rapping and singing. It's a lot of artists that's singing, but I want people to support what they love, man. Every time I go somewhere, they like, man, R&B needs songs like this. People need to sound like this now. While people, like you said, trapped out R&B, woo-to-woo. So I'm like, man, I'm just going to create what people want. And at the same time, what I feel like is a boy. You heard me? So that's why I wasn't expecting that it has to sell, because I'm like, the music hasn't shown itself yet. You know what I'm saying? So... Now that the album came out and it has already sold out, I'm like, it's already connected. You hear me? So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Definitely got to be excited. And I know another excited thing that happened for you this year was touring with uh, Sammy uh, earlier this um, this spring on into the summer. How was that, you know, just touring with him and that experience? It was amazing, man. We had a lot of sold out days. Like, most, like 80% of the tour was sold out. So it was fire for that to happen, man. You know, traveling. Again, you know, I just came off the road with K not too long ago. So to just go back on the road again with somebody else who's seen R&B. And K. Michelle tour. All right, guys. Our interview with Damar Jackson. Listen, if y'all don't. No, listen, y'all just figured out who he is, and thanks so much, Demar, for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate you, and definitely, guys, make sure you check out his latest project. You too, it's on all digital platforms, and follow him on all social media. It's Demar Jackson across, and his website is I am Demar Jackson. Make sure you get some merch and stuff like that. Well, I don't even know if you can because the merch is sold out the last time I checked. I tried to get some, so listen. Check out his new project. We're going to get into some of the jams that he's got on there. We got to get into that black. Magic, though, that I was talking about. Because, see, that record right there is such a smacker. And if y'all don't know, y'all got to download the project. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And guess who we got coming up next? We've got our girl, Heather Victoria, coming up next to talk about her upcoming project, Japan, the acoustic video, and all that other good stuff. And we talk about so much things, y'all. So, like I said, shout out to tomorrow. Make sure you guys follow him, follow him, follow him. And we're going to get into that Black Magic. Black magic, they 
they had it. You got that glow in you. They can't look past that. Girl, you bad you know it. Girl, you bad you know it. Ladies don't want no scrub. They looking for love. Girls just wanna have fun. Stay up in the club. Everybody pouring up. Shots on her. One time for the birthday girl. Everybody watching us. This is Fantasia, and you are now tuned with my baby, D. Two sides, every story got two sides. Living out of two cribs, separate the wife from the mistress. I've been living two lives, shit be getting too far. If I gotta lose something, I would rather lose my mind. And it's true, tell me who will walk away when it's too good. Girl, if I had to decide, couldn't pick one if I tried. Baby, I'm Got nothing to do with my pride, yeah Treating my style like my main Lately it's feeling the same But I can't help it, yeah Can't help it You have me caught in the middle of these two Girl, it ain't fair but in a perfect world Loving on ya, loving on ya Separate the real from the fake. Yeah, yeah. Time to see who is and who ain't. Yeah, yeah. You know what it was from the gate. When I pull up with a thing, don't be surprised in the face. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know you got issues with your jealousy. Just like I got issues with monogamy. Uh uh-uh. uh. So don't make this hard for me, no. Girl, if I had it to decide, couldn't pick one if I tried. Baby, I'm Got nothing to do with my pride, yeah Treating my style like my main Lately it's feeling the same But I can't help it Can't help it You 
What's going on, everybody? Thank you tuning in to On Air with your one and only rock star on the mic, David Dwayne, in the place to be right here, right now. We've got Heather Victoria on with us now. If you guys don't know who Heather is, man, where have you guys been? Heather has this dope single out that's called Japan. And listen, you guys got to check out that acoustic video because it's just like everything. She's just bringing hip-hop, R&B, Neo, soul, and she's so gorgeous. What's going on, Heather? What's going on? Happy to be here. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Listen, I am a new fan of yours, I have to say. So, you know, I've got to always be honest. And I have to say, you're incredible. And you've been doing music for such a while. And you've been staying consistent 
you know, in the business, like, that's incredible that you've, you know, continued on your path and stuff like that as long as it's been. Because a lot of people, you know, even taking time out um, in a hiatus a little bit. I'm not even going to say it's a hiatus, more like a public hiatus. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes people get discouraged, but it's like, no, you're staying consistent. You're like, listen, I'm working on this brand new album that you guys are about to get that's coming out later this fall. And, you know, like you're staying consistent. So I, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. We, we're trying our best, and it's definitely a day-to-day grind. And um, I'm just really happy to to be here and have experienced the growth that I've gone through and to get, you know, ready for new things and new music. Exactly. So let's talk about, you know, the fact of, you know, going to college in uh, North Carolina and being from North Carolina and then, you know, kind of linking with, nice wonders like that because I think like the whole connection of like your college story and how you guys connected is so dope let the listeners know like about how you guys connected oh cool okay so um originally I was at North Carolina State University I went there for a year and a half and at the time my best friend from high school was attending North Carolina Central University which is only about 20 minutes down the road so I was visiting her a lot, and um, I started to get more information about the music community at Central. Um, and at the time, it was a brand-new class called the History of Hip-Hop um, that Nice was one of the professors for. Um, so I really just chose to transfer school based on uh, all of the different things that Central had to offer, including Nice class. Um, it was pretty funny because I was influenced by uh, the nature of his class and having, like, kind of snuck in his class to visit the class before I even went to Central. Right. <laughs> and I was blown away of the culture that the class brought. Um, it was a, a wonderful introduction for me as being one of the first electives that I took at the school. Um, it was just, like, night and day from transferring. Um, from a PWI, and, you know, I love my PWI as well, met a lot of great people, uh, but Central just ended up being the best school for me. Um, so I just want to take you there. I literally transferred from state. I walk into ninth class being one of my electives, and he's on the turntables, and he's playing samples. And in that moment, in that first day of class, I learned so much about hip-hop because I'm an R&B person. I'm, I'm a soul person. My parents right. The same, and I, I've always like, I've always liked rap, but it was mm-hmm. always the people who were like on the surface, and the people who my mama might would let me listen to every once in a while, which was Missy Elliott or uh, Salt and Pepper, you know, the edited version. Um, I right, because you know that's how parents used to be. <laughs> right, right. No <laughs> so, explicit. <laughs> um, so, um. I did not know that Ninth was Ninth Wonder. I just was introduced to him as my professor and a really, really great person in the industry. Uh, I didn't have much information about him in detail, um, but after a while, I started to get word on the street was that he had uh, access to a studio on campus at the time. This was 10 years ago. This was like 2009. And um, at that time, the only... The only songs that I'd recorded were back home, which was like over an hour away, and I didn't have a car. So my next 
uh, plan was to just get my music into his hands so he can give me an opinion. Right. I didn't even have intentions of, you know, trying to become an artist under Gamma or anything of that nature. I just wanted to grow and I wanted to get his opinion because he has such a great um, reputation. So after like three or four times of me asking, including me as um, writing him on Facebook and he never responded, I was just really persistent and I literally had a demo on a CD. And um, one day after class, he was like, just come to the studio at four o'clock and I'm going to see what you got. So that's what happened. I went over to the uh, studio, he uh-huh. played my track. And then, like, everybody in the studio, which was mostly rappers and producers, started coming into the room and, you know, bopping their head and was like, yo, who is this? And I'm like, that's me. And they're like, what? <laughs> so, you know, at the time, I didn't know whether it was really good or was it just okay. But at the time, you know, everybody in the room, including Nice, and made me feel welcome. They made me feel like I, I had a gift and I had something special. And um, it really happened organically at the time because, Jamla wasn't even uh, a thing yet. Yeah, I know. Something that was still developing. So that's how it happened. Wow. (laughs) But when you think back to it and just that story and the stuff, which is absolutely incredible because it's not one of these, this is not one of those stories that you typically hear. Like, you know, you take a class with a producer and you really not even realize of who they are and, you know, to their caliber, which is, which is a good thing to some certain extent, because, you know, you were just, you know, you were just taking a class. You were, you know, humbly just trying to find out more knowledge about the business like that, not looking to be like, oh, you know, I want to be signed kind of thing, but just wanting to be heard and get feedback. And then it's like, boom, out of all of this, and then you 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 figure out who Ninth actually is. And you're like, damn, like, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so I've, I've been listening to your music and the songs that you produced, including the Destiny Child Girl song that I would sing my heart out to in seventh grade. Like, wow. Man. You know Did, I mean? Didn't we all? <laughs> yes, didn't we all? <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely always loved uh, the songs that he's produced, and it all makes sense now because, you know, it's something that I, I like, kind of gravitate to sound wise exactly and being the fact that you you know working with nice and stuff like that and just from from the classroom to let's even address the fact that you went to college because there's not not a lot of artists do go to college there are artists that do go to college but this mm-hmm. like i said this is something completely different this is like where this really worked to your advantage by going to college so from going to college and then, you know, having the course with ninth and then kind of getting that introduction into the industry via that way. And then from working to him, how would you compare um, both experiences and what can you say like that you overall have learned? Hold on, I think you went out. Oh, I was just saying from, uh, yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. What I was saying was from, you know, being in the class with him, you know, taking his course and then from actually being assigned to him now, like what lessons have you learned, like, like from both experiences that like has helped you now to, you know, with this upcoming project? Um, Okay. Um, I would would say that the two are are very similar. Um, Ninth is always teaching 
Um, he is so full of like knowledge about hip hop and the culture. Um, literally down down to the name of a track or who produced it or what the sample is. From the moment I met Ninth, I've been learning. And he is a true uh, historian at heart. And I think if he wasn't doing music, uh, he would either be doing something with basketball or he would be somewhere literally still teaching history, but like full time. He's doing it now, but I think he would do that full time because he loves it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so to compare it from, um, from class to now, um, it's very similar, except it's just on a smaller scale, you know, like with class, you know, a large group, so kind of formulized and, I'm sorry, formulated and, you know, broken down to like, we're going to do this chapter and this chapter. But now it's more of he's like a life coach, a life teacher, um, a mentor, and, um, you know, somebody who's not a yes man, someone who is, uh, has taken the time to help me develop as an artist. He's somebody who cares about his artist. And um, I think he cares about his artist just as much as he cares about his students. So I think comparing the two is uh, it's very similar. Right. And I can imagine, especially the fact that you've had both experiences, so you can really, you know, honestly say, like, can you really assess and attest to? I like that you can assess and attest to, you know, both situations and being like, hey, you know, like this really was, you know, this was amazing. Hey, this was amazing. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's dope. Tell me about this single, um, well, Japan, and, you know, just kind of the inspiration behind it, and then, you know, how you took the inspiration to the record to then translate it to the acoustic video, because when I first heard the record, not even looking at the fact that there was an acoustic video, I was like, this is easily a record that has to be acoustic, like, you got to do it a whole oh, wow. EP. I love that. You know what? You might get ready to start something now. So you might have to do a little acoustic project. After mm-hmm. the project though. Trying to tell you. People love acoustic, including me. That's why I like, I love watching other artists' covers with acoustic or, you know, originals with acoustic guitars. She survived. So yeah, and just strip um, it down. But, yeah. So it was, it was, I think it's a good opportunity to kind of like, uh, give the listener a chance to focus on the vocal and, you know, just the, uh, like you said, it's drifted down. Uh, but on the record, um, the inspiration behind it is, is very simple. Uh, I wanted it to be a love song and I wanted it to be a song where people felt like they can get away. And um, I wanted it be, to be a vibe and something that people can relax and chill to and um, kind of just come up with their own uh I guess, vision of what's happening in the storyline of the song. Um, and, you know, nothing specific about actually traveling to Japan personally, traveling to Japan personally for me, mm-hmm. not yet at least. Right. However, um, I'm definitely inspired a lot by the culture um, in Japan. I've been able to connect with a lot of people uh, fan-wise who are either in Japan now or who have lived in Japan. Oh, wow. Um, the artists yeah, the artist who came over and um, actually helped me write the song. Um, she's a vocalist who has traveled to Japan several times. And all that I've heard about Japan is the beautiful culture of uh, soul music and um, on how much they love and support R&B music. Uh, so all of that tied in one is, is uh, what makes the inspiration of Japan. And 
I'm so glad it's being receptive so well. And, you know, it's just like all the instruments in it. And yeah. I wanted to set the tone for the album with the fan. And I think we did a good job with that. Definitely. And I feel like it definitely is going to set the tone. So how does, if you don't mind me jumping right to it, how does Japan kind of set the tone for this project, um, Boutique Hotel? Because, first of all, that title, it's just so dope. Like, how does it, how does it oh, just... Oh, really? Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Because it, it's different you. and it's, um, it's a tone setter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think Japan is, it was the perfect song that set the tone. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the other songs um, on Jam was the Squad 2, which is a compilation record that we released last year. Uh, One Love will also be on the album as well. And... Uh, that was actually the first song that I recorded to start the vibe of the album. So One Love and Japan both uh, set the tone for this album. Uh, Japan followed after One Love, but both of them are very musical, um, very, like, vibey, jazzy, soulful vibes. It's not quite neo-soul. It's like yeah. it's in its own, its own it's, it's like in its own lane. Um, and all of the other songs, followed right behind in their own way. Um, all the songs have live instruments. Um, all of them were created organically. All of the features happened organically from people that I have relationships with and are cool with and, you know, just genuinely wanted to create good music. And everybody involved really just loves music wholeheartedly, and I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that... Um people are definitely going to get appreciation for the album because like you said, it's been organic, you know, everything that you're singing about and the fact that the instrumentation, the storyline and the concept of the project to, mm-hmm. to one love to, to Japan. It's like, it's really, it's just organic. And people love that about R&B music. And, and you know, R&B doesn't have to be the new traditional way. It can really just be, very R&B like I've noticed that a lot of even male artists nowadays are really just taking the tone of saying hey we like that trappy turn up stuff but we don't have to be that all the time and I think that Mm -hmm. that's amazing Mm -hmm. that people can say let's kind of separate what that is and do what's good for the heart and what's good for what's going to make an impact not saying that that doesn't impact people but but your your music is the type of music that's going to impact. Bryson Tiller ain't going to impact me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I told Nice earlier, I'm, I'm trying to follow behind what, you know, the vibes and, and literally the culture of what uh, Anita Baker brought the music or what yeah. Shade brought the music and what Mary J. Blige brought the music. That's what I don't want to ever go away. And I, I want to... Um, be a part of, of, you know, the process of keep building on that vibe and that sound in my own way, though, you know. Right. No, and I feel like that's really a good, you know, goal and kind of thing that you want to, you know, continue to follow like that because we're talking about legendary artists who can sing for damn and have mad vocals, and so do you. And one thing that they always were about was saying truth is their message into their artistry and staying true as a woman. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's the yeah. I think that's the one thing that people shy away from. It's like, no, 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 ladies, ladies. I'm here to tell you as a fella, be true to who you are. Right. You know, t- right. tell your story, tell your message, and don't be and be do it unapologetically. Where people can be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I felt everything that she said because my mom went through that, my mm-hmm. grandmother went through that, my auntie's going through that. Mhm. Yes, uh, a clear depiction of life and. Um, you know, just the ups and downs of what I've gone through, and hopefully it can be relatable to somebody and help somebody uh, through whatever it is that it's going through, whether it's good or bad. So, Exactly. And you guys have been on an independent journey with your music and stuff like that. Do you ever see that maybe, you know, bringing your music to a major scale, or do you feel like, honestly, independent is the best way? I'm, even though independent really is, is the way, but, you know, how... Do you ever see that, like, in the near future? Absolutely. Um, I would like to take the music as far as it can go, whether that means being mainstream, uh, whether that means independent, whether that means doing both. Um, I'm a faith-based person, and I'm really, really um, confident that God is going to take the music as far as that he would want it to go. Um, And... I'm absolutely okay with it going mainstream. I just want, I would like to, my main goal is just to remain in control over what I create and what I put out and to stay solid and be on one accord with my team, uh, Jamla. Um, and wherever it takes us, um, I'm ready for it. Absolutely. And and that's a positive attitude to have, you know, like you're like, listen, it can go either which way. I'm cool with it. I just want, you know, my team mm-hmm. and I to be on the same page and make a, you know, a powerful impact. Because that's what it's all about, making a powerful impact, whichever, whichever way direction it goes. Because, hey, you can go one direction and it may not be, you know, it might not work out, but at least, you know, hey, we touched, we were touching people. We made the best decision that we thought that was right hey, we always can make a better decision. And, hey, guess what? We got the next project. We've got, we have so much more in store. Absolutely. So that's amazing. And now with um this project and stuff like that, so in fall, how soon is, um can we say, that, is it October? Is it uh, November? And are you going to do a tour with the album too? I'm not sure. Um Hopefully, just as soon as possible, I would like to have it out in the third quarter versus the fourth quarter. Um, and I would absolutely love and plan to do a tour, whether that's three cities, five cities, ten cities, whatever um, whatever opportunities are available to me. Um, I love doing shows. Mm-hmm. I love doing live shows. And I, I've taken a break from doing shows for the last couple of years because I've been working on the music. Um but that's where my heart is, is on stage, and yeah. I cannot wait until everybody, including myself, can hear um, what, you know, the band and the MD is able to put together, because we were doing really, really good shows in, like, 2014, 2015, so I'm like, now with this music, I can't imagine how great it's going to sound, because not only have I had the opportunity to go, but they have, too, as musicians. Um so I think that going on tour would be really, really a great experience, and it would bring the album to life. Mm-hmm. So um, 
We just gonna pray on it. How about that? Yes. <laughs> pray on it. That's exactly what we're gonna do. And I was gonna say, like, I saw some videos from you performing in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen and you guys are really rocking so I'm sure your fans, and most importantly yourself and your team, are really looking forward to, you know, bringing the, the classic records that you, you know, from your previous projects and then bringing it with that new swag of um, this new project and really bringing a whole new show and, and, and incorporating some of the old elements to where it's, it, you know, it's rememberable from your performances. Yes, absolutely. Got a lot of old down too, so it'll be fun. It's just put everything together and you know just get back on stage again exactly so now have you been um while we're while recording the this new project is like that have you been still rehearsing like what or have you just more so been focused on you know the writing the production and just kind of you know where's the focus kind of been during the process mm-hmm. of this um i haven't like over the course of two years i've done um i've done some shows here and there uh, so, yeah, I've had the opportunity to rehearse, um, you know, just a little bit for sporadic shows that I've done. But as far as, like, you know, anything major as far as rehearsing for the new songs and new material, not yet. But it is something that I plan on doing very soon. Um, it's been intense. It's been a very intense couple of years for me. Um, really have just totally been locked in um, doing the music. Um, and working on the album, and we started in January 2018. Um, and it's like I went through a lot personally, and I can't wait to you know just talk about it more because right. I know that what I've been through is going to be a testimony for other people. Um, but you know, I just went through a lot of things, uh, a lot of transitions. Uh, when I graduated college, I worked full time. Um, I didn't really feel confident enough to do music full time just because of where I'm from. Um, you know, I, I felt the pressures of life hit hard at 23, like right. trying to juggle the truth, um, trying to figure out where I'm going to go with it, how I'm going to do it, how am I going to survive, how am I going to be independent and do music. Um, so from 2013 to 2016, uh, I worked full-time, and, you know, after a while, I started doing more shows. I started to notice that I do still have fans. I uh, got a call to do a show at uh, the Fox called Shots Fired in 2016, and um, that was a jump start of helping me personally as a woman, a growing woman, literally, you know, going through my 20s to build the confidence to, you know, just say no to everybody else who doubted me or, People who told me that I couldn't do music full time, I never make it. Um, I made a choice and I jumped off the, the cliff, as they say, and I gave up my somewhat lavish, independent, 24, 25 year old life of living alone, having my one bedroom apartment. You know, I moved home with my mom for a while, and um, you know, that was the beginning of me trying to like literally figure out who I was as right. an artist and doing it full time. And it was like a new reality for me. Um, it was very scary. I went through a lot. I got in a later car accident. Um, and what was that? The end of 2017? I told in my car and oh, wow. I was carless for like five months. So, you know, it's stuff like that that artists go through that people mm-hmm. don't see on the, on the surface that makes for 
the content of what we put out in the music. So Amen. at that time, I felt like I was going to break almost, but I didn't. You know, I I look back and I can think, you know, it's the faith in God, the faith that I had in my team, the support that I got from my team, that I was able to, number one, do music full time. Number two, you know, have the means to get by and make sure that I was eating every day. And, you know, it was just a lot going on. Um amongst all of that, but it did make for a really, really extremely great album. Um, like I said, I, I had my car accident at the end of 2017, and um, the holidays went by. That was a hard holiday season, and then January uh, 2018, I started on an album, and, um, you know, I started doing a lot of uh, researching for myself and my family musically, and I was able to, to discover... Um, some things about my own grandfather and his uh, lineage, lineage of jazz music. Mm, um, wow. That sparked, um, yeah, that sparked, uh, you know, a lot for me as an artist to dig deeper and understand who I am as a person and as an artist and trying to explore a little bit uh, different vibes and different sounds. And in that moment, I was finding my sound and who I was, but I didn't even know what was happening. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like because I wrecked my car, because I didn't have transportation, because I wasn't working full time, and because I was in such a vulnerable state, I was able to um, discover a lot about myself and ultimately find the sound that I've been looking for for years. Wow. All of that, what you said right there, let, let, me, let me tell you, first of all, You've made my entire week just saying all of that. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You have made my entire week saying all of that. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, Because I literally preach that to my followers on social media every single day. And even with my own movement and stuff like that, I tell people, like, you know, like, you have to go through trials and tribulations just to make a good story and you have to live life and go through hardships just to experience, you know, what that is. And it's, and it's not easy being a young creative at, you know, in your twenties, whether you decide to go to college or, or, or you don't, but you, you graduated. And the fact that you said, listen, it, it was not, it was not easy. I, you know, I went from, you know, working a full-time job then to saying, Hey, you know what? My independent, lavish life, I'm going to put that on hold and go home and, mm-hmm. you know, work and really work at my craft. A lot of people don't understand that we, as creatives, have to do things mm-hmm. like that and take our time. And that sometimes, listen, just because it was comfortable when we were doing the independent thing, you know, there was really something deep down inside that was saying, you know what? You got to go in this direction. This is the direction that it's got. It's got to happen, and it's going to happen. Don't rush the process. Trust the process. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I literally had this conversation and have this conversation on a day-to-day basis with people. But I literally had this conversation with somebody just the other night. Wow! Wow! So this gave me that's, that's what I'm talking about. All it's, confirmation. It's, it's, it's relatable. It mm-hmm. is. It's so. It's so true and so relatable in knowing that all of us are going through something. And, um, you know, it's just important that the decisions that we make are always based upon loving ourselves and not trying to please other people. And that's something else that I got caught up in, you know. So 
you know, it's, it's all about growth and finding yeah. where you want to be and, and how to do that. So I agree. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you also, what words of encouragement would you give to a black woman graduating college, not necessarily sure of what direction to go. You know, parents might be in her ear, friends are saying this, but she's feeling, you know, she's feeling differently about what everybody is saying around her, but she's feeling like some of that might be true. What do you, what do you say? Because you took chances and you took risks in your journey and you still do. What advice do you have for the woman that's going through that right now? Um, my advice would be to uh, just keep the faith in God and not in other people. And also to not compromise, um, you know, for things that don't compromise, period. That's, what, that's something I also talk about on the album that insert, inserted uh, something about that. Particularly, I did a lot of compromising. Uh, I, I lowered my standards for people, whether that's relationships, friendships, um, you know, anything. It's like what I would say is don't compromise and always put yourself first. Yeah. And your goals and your dreams, no matter how big they are, um, it's possible. It's possible to happen. And like you said, don't rush it. Take your time. And allow yourself to, to grow. Give yourself the time to grow. Don't compare yourself to other people. Um, and just allow your journey to be your journey. That's what I would say. Um, period. Don't compromise. You ain't got time for that. <laughs> no time for that. Wow, Heather. Thank you so, 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 so much for this conversation. Literally making my whole entire week like, I, I, I can't even. Oh, thank you. You made my entire week, too. Just I, wanted to interview with old me. Thank you so much. No problem. I can't even, I can't even put it in words. Like, I wasn't even going to say this while we're doing this interview, but I literally want to just burst into tears because this is so beautiful hearing your story and hearing, you know, like your journey through music and just, you know, like how you went through trials and tribulations and you, you have to figure it out to, you know, really live your life and to inspire the music and, you know, to really be, feel that confidence to do it. Not like you ever stopped because you didn't, you were doing shows, you know, you, you were going through life, you were experiencing, you were living It never stops there. And I think that's the biggest thing just right. because people, you don't see somebody on social media, people doesn't mean that their life has stopped. There's other things mm-hmm. going. Yes, Absolutely. So thank, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No, I appreciate you. Absolutely. So, Heather, before we have you do some drops for us, like tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, download the single, stay connected because, listen, after hearing this, they got to if they already ain't following you. And I'm telling you, uh, better follow. <laughs> period. Yes, I've got to follow you as well. Um, oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram right now. Uh, it's Heather Victoria with two underscores in the middle. Um, and then I'm on YouTube as well under Heather Victoria. Um, Twitter I have right now. You can just search my name, Heather Victoria. I should pop up with the at, uh, at Big Jagger. Um, 
So we're working on getting that changed. But right now you can find me at Heather two E's and on Instagram, Heather Victoria with two underscores in the middle. Hey. Yes, 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 everybody. So that was Heather Victoria with us. Listen, guys, she is so amazing, isn't she? Isn't she so amazing? Thank you so much, Heather, once again for coming on the show and just sharing your journey. And I can't wait for everybody to, like, buy the album. Listen, guys, if you don't follow Heather right now, I can't even speak English because literally it's no cap when I tell you that a person can really make your week and says all the things that you say on a regular day to day base and just literally um, just confirms everything that you say. And not only that, but somebody who has gone through trials and tribulations and stayed encouraged, not only as an artist, but as a woman. And that really stands for something in this business. So, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you so much um, and ev- everything and all the other good jazz. And I can't wait for everybody to get into Japan because we about to play Japan in just a second. But I hope that um you guys are really enjoying the show tonight. Listen, all these interviews were let me kinda cut this music. Damn baby, let me cut this music down a little bit so, so I can talk. All these interviews that you guys are hearing are very passionate interviews, real conversations about not just the music and the creative force, but life in itself. You know, there's a lot of people who do interviews. There are a lot of people who try to do what I do or just try to get into this business. But, you know, individuals like me, Heather, Damar, and Lord, a- Adrian. Like, I'm like, John the Blaze. I'm like, wait, wait, who else on the show? Adrian Marcel. Like, we really are about this. We don't just do this for play, play. This is for serious. Our team do this for real. Well, they got a team. I ain't got no team. My team is me and God. Hallelujah. Um, but we do this for real, and it's always such importance to just constantly, 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 constantly give you guys the best interviews possible, not just give you guys fluff. I'm not about fluff. I'm as real as it. I'm a Taurus. I'm a realist, and I cannot in any shape or form, you know, play when it comes to this so I want to say thank you so much Heather again thank you Damar thank you um Adrian you guys stay tuned for the interview with Adrian because it's coming up right next and you guys are hearing honestly not the the edited version of these interviews these interviews actually the files as is for the most part just a little little tweakage you know I love to keep the rawness and keep you know the pureness of what the conversation was and not you know do too much bells and whistles this ain't reality television. This is reality. This is life. You know, so I just wanted you guys to really get into these interviews and make sure you follow. Please follow. Please follow. Because if you don't, I want to come for you because I know who's listening and I know who's not. Don't that sound kind of creepy? I know who's listening and I know who's not. Mm, 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 mm. But listen, y'all, let me tell y'all a little bit of some good news, right? Um, a lot of people don't know this information, but I'm letting you guys know I'm actually getting ready to film a huge, 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 huge project um, in LA in the next few weeks. And when I say that it is so huge, I think that this is probably going to be the 
biggest, biggest and biggest and biggest and biggest thing that I have ever done yet. So just think about all the things that you hear me talk about, whether you follow me on social media. And if you guys don't follow me on social media, it is at David Dwayne on Instagram, the Dwayne Official on Twitter, and at David Dwayne Official on Facebook. And if you are a Snapchatter, it's I am David Dwayne. Um, we're literally taking this whole thing that we not only talk about on the live, but we talk about on the show, but we're actually putting this into an actual production sense. So this is going to be an amazing journey. So hopefully you guys will be tuned in. I can't say how, where, what, and you guys are going to see, but you'll see it soon. And it's going to be an eye-opener. It's going to be a glimpse into something that you guys have never seen before. And in an unfiltered world, I know my podcast was supposed to drop last year and it's supposed to come sometime this year. I don't know. Maybe this might be a portion of it. Is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm really not sure. But we're getting ready to do a lot of major things. So, um, you know, Urban Fierce is my company, but it's the main umbrella to producing um, My Fierce Wings and On Air with David Wayne, just the whole production scale. Um, and this is a self, you know, funded project so I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys because you know y'all gotta y'all gotta see some realness and everything else so listen let's get into Japan by Heather Victoria because you guys have to hear it make sure you guys do check out the acoustic video for me after you check after you hear the song but it's better that you hear the studio version first then you hear the acoustic version and then you go watch that acoustic video then you tell us how you like that and how dope it is. I'm I'm just so proud of everybody who's on the show and I'm so grateful for you all listening tonight because guess what? It's like eleven twenty nine at night on a Wednesday and y'all don't even have to be listening to the kid. But y'all are so I appreciate that and let's get into Japan right here, right now. Hello Victoria. Woo-hoo.
Hey, what's good, people? It's your brother, D. Hattie. I'm hanging out with my boy, David Dwayne. So keep it locked, y'all. It's the best in all of music right here. Don't go nowhere. Oh, I know you got a man at home Do he know you with me tonight? I, I, I guarantee you'll spend the night with me You won't believe your eyes I bet you can't even imagine what it would be like If you end up with me by the end of the night It's okay, it's okay, it's okay Cause whatever gon' happen, gon' happen So girl, if you happen to give it to me, I won't give it away All I'm trying to say, cause you're gonna say, say Demar Jackson, Vegas. I know y'all was like, what the heck just happened? Like, this went silent. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, folks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, are you guys loving the show so far tonight? Are you really, really, really loving it? What do you guys think about Heather Victoria's Japan? I think it's a slam. I think it's a slam. You guys need to go to your favorite digital retailer. Go download that. Go download it. Go download Demar's latest project, YouTube and Download your 
Load Adrian Marcel's new project, 98, right here and right now. It's on all digital platforms. You guys need to add that new music, their new music to your collection, um, especially if you're a serious R&B lover, because R&B is never going to let you down. It's always going to be that mood for you through the ups, the downs, the struggles. So, um, yeah, and that's just what it is. That is exactly what it is. So, should we get into this Adrian Marcel interview? Should we, should we, should we, or should we play some more music? I don't know. You know what? Let's play a little quick little Algie Smith, All Girls Matter, real quick. Just kind of get a little turned up. I know we've been kind of, the vibe has been turned up, then it's been a little slow, turned up. That's because I didn't add enough music to the switchboard this week. So y'all got to forgive me. But let's kind of, you know, speed up the volume a little bit, and then let's just get right into the interview with Adrian Marcel. All right, y'all. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with the one and only rock star on the mic in the place to be, Dave Dwayne. Yes, yes, yes. And right here, we've got our boy, R&B and soul recording artist, Adrian Marcel. Now, if y'all don't know, Adrian's got a brand new project called 98, and y'all need to download the project right now. Got the hot single, Slow Burn, in the video. Check that out on his YouTube page. He's joined with us. What's going on, Adrian? What's going on, fam? How you doing, man? Listen, doing good. How about yourself? Man, no complaints, bro. No complaints. Extremely blessed, man. Able to work, make music, you know, um, make magic. <laughs> Listen, you've been making magic. And I got to say, congratulations on being in the Bobby DeBarge movie because your role, like, you killed that shit. Oh, man. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's talk about being in, you know, acting and this being like your first big acting role and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. not really having too much prior experience in training with yeah. like how how was that whole experience how did it all come about you know it came about man just you know i was i had been in uh, contact with leah daniels uh lee daniels sister who's the casting director of it and um we had got introduced and we had been kind of talking for some time and you know i had auditioned for a couple other things that didn't quite go through but you know just kind of consistent and persistent with it you know just keeping the keeping the uh relationship going you know, they had um, sent me the script, the original script of it, um, like maybe a year and a half ago, almost two years. And um, this, the script was completely different. You know, it was actually a, a different director, um, different 
different uh, writer. Or just it's everything it was just a complete, completely different story, and it was more geared towards all of the brothers and sisters and sister. I'm sorry. Oh wow! And um, it was it was it was deeper, I think, and it was it was really a motion picture at the time, in my opinion, because of how deep they were going, how you know how much of the story they were telling, you know, and I can imagine that the family didn't. Um, quite approve of, <laughs> of everything that was that was being that was being put out there so you know they scaled back you know I didn't hear something for a while and then they brought it back with the new writer new director you know a different idea for it to kind of stick more more to being more about Bobby you know they had locked in with um, his widow and his son um, to, to, to do the story and, and where they got the information from and all that so they called me and um, you know she was like if you're still interested you know, we want you to audition for Bobby. And I was kind of, you know, I was kind of thrown off because I'm like, man, I, you know, I've never, you know, I act, you know, I like to consider myself, you know, an acting student. I have been right. for a while, you know, but at the same time, you know, to to take on a lead role like that for such a dynamic family and, um, you know, and, and, and for the type of role it was, you know, yeah. Bobby had been on drugs, Bobby had been through a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma, a lot of struggles. And for me, you know, I was like, well, man, I don't want people to say, you know, feel like I disrespected his legacy, man. You know, this is this is something hard. I mean, but hey, I'm gonna try it, you know. And I and I I ended up auditioning, and um, I guess they saw something in one of the scenes, and they were like, well, you know, we would actually like you to read for James and see how you do with that. And Bobby's part, you know, the monologues they gave me were really short, kind of quick to the point, you know. So I didn't have a, you know, it wasn't like a lot, but when they sent me James, it was like five pages of a monologue. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? And it's like, you know, you, you're looking at the notes that they're saying, like tearing up here and crying. I'm like, wow, tearing up? How do you make tears come? Like, you know, I'm I'm just such a new a newbie to it, you know? Right. So, but I still just took it on, man. I took the challenge, you know. Um, I sat with my father and my mother, man, and we just kind of like worked on it and worked on it. You know, my father was has was an actor back in the day man who who had been acting with Denzel and Delroy and and um Danny Glover man good friends of his so you know it, the history was there so I, I I trusted him to really like be able to pull it out of me and and that's really what happened you know we ended up pulling out some magic man and we, we sent it over to him and they within like a day they hit me back like we want to offer this to you and um I was just I was just blown away man and the whole experience itself was just you know, uh, mind-boggling, man, because, you know, I've never seen it. You know, I'm used to the cameras. I'm used to the lights, you know, with the, with the music. But it's just a whole different thing, you know, when you're when you're jumping into a different world. And though it's cameras around you, you kind of lose yourself in the characters, you know. And, and it, it's just extremely fun, man. And at this point, I think that this is something that, um, that I'm, I'm – I've fallen madly in love with. So yeah. I got the bug, man. It's it's like so much more I want to do now with it, you know? And you should definitely keep going with it because I feel like a lot of people are now seeing that you can be an artist and you can act or you can be yeah, an actor yeah. and you can do whatever it is. You know, you yeah. can, because a lot of people like to put creatives in a box. And exactly. Just on exactly. that, on, Just on that topic, have you ever felt like there was a moment in your life where people tried to put you in a box, whether it be music, whether it be, whether it be you know just going on in your journey. Well, yeah, I think I think that you know 
up until this point, maybe until them maybe being able to see me act like that, I think that a lot of people have put me in a box before, you know, um, of, you know, he's a singer, he's an R&B singer, you know, but I've always tried to push the envelope a little bit, you know, on my music and on my creativity to where, you know, you, you, you see some variety, you know, you see some versatility. You know, I've, I I went to an art school for high school, open school for the arts. You know, um, I was accepted to Berkeley College of Music in Boston my 11th grade year, though I didn't um, I didn't go. But it it was just to show that you know I trained in all the all of these different genres, all of these different emphasis of art, and you know it's it it didn't go away. Like it's not lost. That's something that you never really let go of when you train for five six years. Um, every day on a craft, you know what I mean? It's just that music just happened to be what came extremely natural. You know, it, it just came extremely more natural than everything else did. But um, I've never, I've never tried to allow myself too long to sit into one thing, you know? So even with my projects, you know, they, they all have a different vibe. They have a different feel. And I'm sure that going on and continuing on in the near future, you know, projects to come will be even more different. You know, I, exactly. I'm, I'm a, I like to look, I like to think of myself as a chameleon, you know, who's able to adapt to any scenery, any environment, any genre of music, any genre of anything, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm universal. I love people. I love talking to different people and meeting different people. And I think that that's not, there's no mistake about that. You know, that has a lot to do with the, the, the character that I am, you know? So I think that people have always tried to because that's what people do. You know, people like to put put you in a box and and when they see you're good at something, oh, they're good at that. No, it's like they're good at a lot of shit. (laughs) You got to just kind of let it unfold, you know. And for me, it's just been all about peeling layer by layer rather than exposing so much of it so quick. You know, there's there's so much more you have to learn about me. So exactly. And I feel like that's with any person in the business like that. There's layers of a person that you have to learn and get to know versus just saying hey this is this is them no there's a little bit more to just yeah what you exactly. exactly exactly to make the whole story exactly if that's the case then we will be able to explain somebody in in one you know in one sentence as soon as we meet them in one minute like you know you you know even with your even with friends or any relationships you build it takes years and years and years to really know somebody because there's so much more behind those layers of just what you see on the outside you know exactly shit yeah. that was if it was that easy everybody be a damn uh, genius with psychology <laughs> right <laughs> like damn you broke that exactly. down that quick my nigga bro- exactly exactly x-ray Jeez. vision for everything <laughs> and right. i know with um this this project your mom was definitely hard on you about it She'd, like really be like nah that's not it that's not it having yeah, the support yeah. of your parents through your journey yeah. how important would you say that has been for you oh man my life my my entire life like it's been important you know um i wouldn't be doing music if it wasn't for my mother and father i wouldn't um be as creative as i am if it wasn't for for them you know um i think that so often we get so comfortable thinking it's just us you know what i mean that 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 we we just this shit just comes out of nowhere you know but it really has to do with your upbringing and everything else like you know i think that's where everything starts period you know a good person comes from a good family you know, um, a fucked up person comes from a fucked up family. I mean, it's, you know, sad to say, but that's just the way sometimes it is, you know, and I think that I've just been blessed to have parents that, that, um, 
genuinely just cared about their kids and what and and thought about you know the future of their kids you know so let me let me let me teach you a craft now so you don't so you don't have to need me you know um but i'm but know that i'm always here you know my my mother was the one that found the school to put me in hey you like singing all right well this school just opened up and they got singing dancing acting everything you could think of so that's where you need to go then uh you you're gonna be in piano classes or you're gonna be in this class and this training you're gonna go to this young musicians program the day after school's out you start this camp the day after that camp is over you start school again like it was just very on me about my craft and I just extremely appreciate that because I wouldn't be at the level I am you know regardless of what a level of fame or level of popularity um, but level of talent and level of of how nice you are at what you do I think that that truly came from my parents you know so it was only right that anytime it, I, I don't I don't really care how old I get or how, how great I get in this industry you know there'll never be a time when I wouldn't bring it to them first and and ask for their help or ask for their knowledge of you know their expertise because you know I, I made it this far because of them honestly exactly and that's yeah. a, and that's amazing that you involve your parents no matter what and you ask for their yeah. suggestions because there's a lot of people that get into business and they're like you know what I'm good you know I don't necessarily have yeah to. we get too cool get too cool man nah, yeah nah, you're like what the, nah. like what's wrong with you you ain't too too damn cool because they telling you yeah. what's going to be right and wrong before exactly and they lived it and they lived it they mm-hmm. lived it a different time you know sometimes you got to appreciate what what people have been through before you like you know we go through it and think it's brand new it's nothing new in this world all the stuff we seeing on tv all the things that are happening in life oh yeah they've been happening you it's know a reoccurring. We, just, we just exactly history does nothing but repeat itself you know forever and it, and it will again you know so that's just the, that's the story of time and i think that you know people have to always be able to pull from your history and and your culture and you know who, who better in your history than the people that birthed exactly and let's talk about the fact that you did have that training of you know piano and singing classes and then you had got even there was opportunity where you had got a scholarship with college which you didn't yeah. exactly you know let's talk about that because we we talked about that but i think it's important for you know the fans the listeners to really know like how it kind of came all together for you and just that persistence. Yeah. Nah, you know, you know, again, you know, my mother just was always on me. And, and at that time, you know, being young and dumb, you know, you're like, ah, I hate this shit. You know what I'm saying? I would try to do everything I could to get out of piano lessons. I would act sick. I'd make myself throw up. I mean, just all kind of shit. And then, that was really because the teacher would be whooping my ass because I just didn't study. I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I've, I've, Wait, you no. was getting beat in school? What? Yeah, yeah, I was getting, I was getting my hands popped. I was getting my hands popped. Like she had this whole, like she had a whole two rows of rulers that you would, you would get to pick from: wooden ones, hard ass plastic ones, um, just all kind of shit, metal ones, whatever. And it's like, look, if you come in here after a week and you ain't learned this shit and you ain't been working, I'm a, I'm gonna fuck them fingers up. Like, golly, you know so. It freaked, you know, that was like, ah, I hate this shit, you know, but, you know, what I got from it, though I didn't, and though it still, it was just, I was just hard-headed, you know, but I still learned what I needed to, to be able to create my own music, to be able to know theory, to be able to know music history and everything, you know, and all that helped, you know, and then on top of that, even in school, you know, I went to an art school for four years that was from 8 to 5.30 every day. You know, from 8 to 12, you know, you studied academics. And then from 12 to 5, 30, 6 o'clock, 
you were in your art. And then if you were an elite, um, if you were one of the elite ones in, in your emphasis, then you never knew you might come to school thinking it's 8 to 5.30, but you're not going to leave school till 9 o'clock tonight because they picked you to do this for the represent the school for this, for the, you know, for something for the senator or something for this or that. I mean, it was always just so many opportunities that were there, you know, and we were sort of like college prep. Um, and then on top of that, you know, on uh, for my um, – for summer summer camps, it was young musicians program at Berkeley um, at the Berkeley University out here, and you know that was even that was just like school. That was eight to five thirty every day too. So I was eight to five thirty, three hundred sixty five days a year um, for four years. Damn. And yeah, and that, that work was, worked. That was music. That was that was creating music. That was learning music. That was learning all kind of different things. That was you know. You, you would have classes about diction and diction would be using Greek and Latin and, and all these different songs, you know, uh, Ave Maria. And it's like, I don't want to sing no damn Ave Maria. Like, what is this? I'm not going to use this, but you know, you never know. It's just learning every intricate detail about, about the craft, you know, um, folk music, gospel music, jazz music, contemporary music, um, uh, smooth jazz, rock, smooth rock, rock and rock. I mean, just all type of different genres and styles that we would have to learn. And, and then when the time came, like I said, my 11th grade year, you know, my teachers were like, look, you're, you're definitely going to audition for this. The school is coming up here. Berkeley college of music is coming up here to audition the seniors, but you're auditioning. So go in there, go get a slip, go fill it out and let them know that you want to do it. So, you know, I, I did, I went through the whole little test and the testing that they did is like five or six different things you had. They tested you on like sight reading, ad living, um, uh, list your ear, your uh, ear training, how, you know, they play something, how many notes is it, da, 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 you know, and then, you know, create us something on the spot. I mean, just all kind of stuff. And I ended up getting a scholarship, you know, but for me, but tell them I, what age you were, though. I was in 11th grade, so that had to be, I had to be like 15, 16, 15, 16 when I and got the scholarship. And that's incredible in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. At such a young was, age. It was, a, it, was, it was really a blessing for sure, man. And I was just, I, you know, one thing I've always been sure of is myself. So, you know, I was able to understand it like you know i could get excited about this i could do this and go you know go to the school or whatever but for me it was like you know i've done this training for four years Mm -hmm. and every day so you can if you're saying these are two different schools i'm going to year round i mean you might as well just put make it eight years i i did i put in some time you know and the knowledge and i felt like for me it was it wasn't the only way to do what I wanted to do, you know, exactly. and, and the way I wanted to do it, you know. So when I got to go to college, it wasn't based on me not being me being dumb or me being lazy. It was more about, okay, I understand that I'm not going to go do this, do it this way, but I'm going to go hit these streets. I'm going to go hit, hit the world and go chase it the way that I feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, get a, get comfortable with, um, with what school was, what that was, what the art school and, and what art was, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like if I would have stayed, if I would have went, then I kind of would have gotten tired of of it because it was so much. It's like, now I want to put this, I want to put this to use. It's like somebody who's just 
collecting and collecting and collecting, but they're not doing anything with it. It's just piling mm-hmm. up, you know? So for me, it was like, no, I'm going to decide to go out here and make it work. And if it doesn't, of course, you know, you always can go to school, you always can go back, but it was like, no, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push the envelope and I'm going to just give it, you know, I'm like, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump out on a wing here. Right. And I will say that because of the type of schools I went to, because of the type of training I had, it prepared me for the industry. It prepared me for the type of work that comes with this. Like, it's not just, uh, are you ready to sing at the drop of a dime? It's it's things that are so much further outside of that. You know, like I said, you come to school thinking you're going to school from 8 to 5.30, but you ended up on a bus headed down to L.A., like, and there's no excuses. There's no, oh, I got to go do this. I got to do this. Hey, do you want this opportunity or not? Exactly. And it's right here. And there's no excuse. Oh, you don't know how to write pants? Okay, well, we'll go get you the pants. Or call your parents. Tell them to bring you some pants. Or, hey, we finna have to go shopping on the way down there. Whatever it was, it was like, get it done. You know, and that's, and I feel like I give all of that to the fact that I am how I am now. Like, I'm... That's the way I am. You know, there is no excuses. What's going on? What happened? Something got messed up? Okay, we're going to work around that. If you don't have this, don't worry about it. I don't need it. Yes, 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 everybody. And currently playing right now is Adrian Marcello. 
slow burn off of his 98th album. Yes, yes, yes. You guys just heard a snippet to the interview, but guess what? You guys will be able to check out the full interview on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe to youtube.com backslash mfweradio.com to check out the full, 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 full interview or just head over to mfweradio.com. Definitely want to shout out Adrian. Thank him so much for the interview. Make sure you guys follow him on all socials and download that 98 project. He's got that 98 score that you guys will have to be in the house for coming real soon in the next couple months. So make sure that you guys are getting you tickets. Shout out to Heather Victoria. Follow her, support her, and Damar Jackson. Make sure that you follow and support him as well. Listen, every Wednesday, 10 to 12 Eastern Standard Time with your boy David Dwayne on My Fair Swings Radio. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday, same time, same place. Doesn't matter if I'm on a plane, I'm on a boat, I'm asleep, or whatever. Guess what? I'm still going to be here with y'all. So have a great weekend and um, be blessed. Take care, y'all.